Welcome to the Be Bold in Business podcast. My name is Samantha Hearn and I am the host of this amazing channel. I wanted to bring you a place where you hear from myself and other amazing, inspirational business people on their journey to the success they've created. I wanted to bring you the offline journeys to the online successes that we see on social media. I want to create a place where you hear the struggles people have been through, the challenges, the lessons they've learned, the mistakes they've made, so that you know that ordinary people can create extraordinary things every single day, and that it's totally possible for you too. The Be Bold in Business podcast is a place where you are going to hear real, genuine, warts and all stories from some of the most exceptional people in business and how they succeeded anyway. If you are ready to show up in your business, if you are ready to be bold, if you are ready to learn from your mistakes, if you are ready to bounce back and become more resilient, this is the podcast for you. And me, Samantha Hearn, I cannot wait to welcome you, support you, empower and inspire you and share with you the stories that sometimes don't get shared online and give you this real refreshing approach on how building a business sometimes can be hard, sometimes involves failing, sometimes involves struggle, but you can still succeed anyway. So welcome to the Be Bold in Business podcast, and I cannot wait for you to take your invitation to be bold in your business too. Okay, here we are for another mini masterclass. And this is probably a really hot topic and one that I know, you know, you might have heard about before and had some conversations and content around before, but not in this way. So we're going to be talking today about energy and time management, but to support you in where you're at with your business and your life. So I'm going to try as much as possible with our guest expert to dive into where you are at as a listener and what you really need from your time and your energy and what it actually means to manage them rather than just have some strategies that then just get added to a to-do list and you feel like you're doing those and you still have no time and then you're adding on things that save you time and it actually takes away time. So we're going to be looking at energy and time management for you as a business owner, but also just for you in your general life so that you can live happier and more balanced. But before we do that, you need to find out who our guest expert is and why they are doing this session with you. So Alice, welcome to the podcast. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I am genuinely buzzing for this. I'm so, so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. Well, if people don't know who you are, then just give them a little bit of an intro into who you are and what you do. Oh, well, hi, guys. My name is Alice. So I'm a life coach, but I specialize in time management, energy management and productivity. But it probably isn't in the way that you maybe have traditionally been introduced to time management. I'm very, very big on energy management and the fact that time management well, it's not just about managing time, really. It's also about managing us and our energy. And I'm really passionate about that because I had quite a nasty burnout in 2019 and I couldn't work out why because, you know, I'm great at time management and I could plan and I was productive and got to meetings on time and all that kind of good stuff. And this burnout happened and I realised that I hadn't actually been looking after my energy I've been great at time management but not energy management which is why I'm really passionate about this now in my business and sharing this with people because like you say it is about having that happier more balanced life not just ticking for a to-do list mm, I love that and I think that's really important and something I definitely advocate for there's not enough around managing our energy and with that comes our health and yeah. well-being, our lifestyle so <clears throat> If someone was listening then, let's just start with that. To you, what what is 
the difference then between energy management and time management? Yeah, I think both are really, really important. But I think it is like yin and yang. You've got to have a bit of both. You've got to get that balance. So for me, time management is more of like a masculine energy. And I don't mean that in terms of like your gender. I mean that kind of like an energetic. So it's more of that kind of push, that hustle, have structure, have a plan, don't procrastinate, you know, get up your ass. Like it's all that kind of push, push, push. And you need that. You you need that to get stuff done. For me, energy management is a bit more of a feminine energy. It's a bit more intuitive. It is a little bit more, okay, well, what's the body saying? So time management, for example, could be Tuesday, 4 p.m., you've got a gym session booked in. So the time management, like, right thing to do is at 4 p.m., you stick to that. It's in your schedule, you commit to it. But the energy management side of that. Is, well, if it gets to 4 p.m. and for whatever reason you've not slept for the last few days because maybe you've got a small young baby or something and you planned a really hard leg session and you just haven't got any energy in the tank, well, maybe the hard leg session isn't the best thing to do. You actually need some yin yoga. You need a stretch. You need some Pilates. You need something a little bit softer. So you're still committing to that 4 p.m. gym sesh, but you're now listening to your energy and you're having that intuition of like okay what, what do I need what, what what's going to be good for me here what's going to fill my cup it isn't just about doing stuff to the time and time management is more about like you know let's be efficient so this is why people then like streamline and reduce things and try and do things as quick as possible but you could do that without being effective you could just be streamlining for the sake of streamlining or like cutting, cutting costs in the wrong areas thing or just saving time. Whereas actually energy management is also about like how effective you're gonna be. You could spend an hour doing a task or a project, but if your energy isn't there and your focus isn't there and you're not putting your heart and soul into it, well, that hour is a bit redundant. Um, so you probably don't need to be putting an hour into it. Maybe you're better off putting like 45 minutes or half an hour and then having a break or something. So it, that for me is like the difference. They're kind of complementary. You need a bit of both, but there is a bit of a difference between the energy management and the time management. Yeah, and I do actually think that people probably get confused with that quite a lot. You know, like I've set mm. time aside to do X. I don't feel like it, but I have to because this is the time I've set aside. And yeah. don't really look at the energy side of it. Yeah, that's perfect because it leads me into most people that listen to this have businesses, start businesses or run successful businesses, but also have other elements of life. So whether that is children, whether that's autoimmune disease, whether that is fur babies, whether that involves travel, you know, we've, like anyone, we all have other elements to us outside of our business. What if someone is just in that space of busyness, you know, Mm -hmm. like you said you know you've been there and it's kind of like the burnout and we're just in this kind of space of chaos and frantic energy let's say like yeah. everything always needs doing all the time and then you know you feel like you're constantly juggling all the balls and if one drops it's, catastrophic. it's just this yeah. constant you know yeah. magnitude of stuff what would be some things that you would want someone to start focusing on or introducing or invite in to try and help with this type of environment or way of living yeah oh my god I think that's so so true that and that definitely was me so I think on the outside I probably looked like someone that was reproductive and you know 
had all my ducks lined up and knew what I was doing. And yeah, to an extent, but I also was that busy for busy sake, chaotic, frantic, rushing from meeting to meeting, no breathing space. If the tube dare be one minute behind schedule, that was it, I'd kick off. Um, if you're in that space, I totally get it. And I would say, try to focus back on you. Like when we're in that space of busyness and chaos, we're, we're looking very outside, we're looking very external, we're looking at all the stuff we've got to do and the meetings and the commitments and the deadlines. And actually bring it back to not just time management, but energy management, like bring it back to you and start focusing a little bit on you, fill yourself up. You know, what's going to help you get out of that frantic energy? What's going to help you get that calm? Um, do you need to start your day off with a, like a bit of a morning routine and a bit of meditation? Do you need to not schedule back-to-back meetings so that you can just grab a five-minute breather in between your busy work day or a cup of tea or whatever? And it's just, it's sometimes the smallest and simplest of things that make the biggest difference. And I don't think there necessarily is one magic thing for everyone so what I'd say is you just got to bring it back to you like focus on you what's going to make you that little bit happier that little bit healthier that little bit more balanced that little bit more in control and that can come from a whole different whole host of different ways Mm, yeah the little I definitely think is important what would you say if someone's listening though and they're like but I don't have time yeah oh my god I yeah and this is why and this is so me, and this is why I really want people to understand that time management isn't just about time, but Mm. it's also about your energy, because people that say that I don't have time, well, it's it's true and it's not, because we all got 24 hours in a day, so there is a, a limit to the amount of hours we've got in a day, but I can't give people more time, but I can give you more energy, so actually, if you're not using those 24 hours and maximizing those because you're tired you're worn down you're frantic your energy is low actually just imagine what you could achieve and could accomplish when you get your energy up higher and I don't mean just energy like physically because you're running around like just all levels you know spiritual emotional if you're stressed and you're approaching something you're not going to get as good a results as if you're approaching it calmly or you could have the best marketing strategy in the world to launch your new product or service but if your energy behind it isn't right and you're coming from a place of like worry and scarcity and lack and the energy feels bad then again you could have the most wonderful marketing plan you know what you're posting when you're posting it etc etc but the energy behind it's then it's probably not going to land the results that you want so anyone that thinks that they don't have time that you're exactly the person that needs to look at the fact that time isn't just about time but it's Mm -hmm. also about your energy and then okay we've only got 24 hours in a day can't get more of that but you can get more energy so again it goes back to that okay you need to start focusing on you what can you do to nurture yourself feel your cup back up and you know I, I talk about this concept that I call ROT return on time and it's like return on investment but not money time <laughs> and you know so there's some things that we do in life that have huge rot and some that have negative so things like taking a five minute break the five minute meditation the little gym sesh the planning sesh you know those kind of things are real high rot return on time activities i.e spending just five to ten minutes on that you're going to get so much more time in return and then obviously you've got some activities that just 
really don't bring you anything back in return like procrastinating or like doom scrolling <laughs> mm-hmm. um so if you don't have time really start to switch how you're viewing time do you feel like as well just as you were saying that I was thinking I can I can totally see that in terms of like the return on time and what we spend our time on because when you then do have five minutes a lot of the time it's like a panic like in that five minutes I'm going to try and do 10 things that I haven't got done yet and it's like let's go through the do and multitask again in that five minutes so do you almost feel like people can get kind of sucked into a cycle of no time or no energy you know if you, if you feel like you have no energy you don't do anything to change it so you be so therefore you continue to feel like you have no energy you know you won't exercise and you feel if yeah. that becomes almost like a habitual way of being same with time yeah. you have no time but then you continue to feel rushed on the back foot panicked stressed overwhelmed so it becomes like a self-fulfilling prophecy of yeah you know so in that situation because I think it's really easy for people to want the change you know I I do I need to feel like I've got more energy I really want that for myself because this isn't making me feel good and my family's suffering my business is suffering I'm suffering I'm not creative I don't have ideas but I just don't know how to break that cycle like to reach just to start you know whether it is the constant mindset loop of no energy or the constant mindset loop of no time so now someone's listening to this and like that is me I don't want to be in this situation either through time and I just feel burnt out and frantic and chaotic and I never know my ass from my elbow or energy I just constantly feel tired but I'm not doing anything I want to sleep but I know that I need to do other things I just I've lost my creativity I feel in a slump I don't want to feel like this but I just can't see the wood through the trees how can someone in that cycle start to break it? Yeah, oh my God, that's such a good question. And I think it's really easy to go down that slippery slope. And as you say, it does become a bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy. And unfortunately, we often then make things worse for ourselves. So mm. you know, I've definitely been there where you maybe go to bed a little bit too late or wake up early to try and like snatch a few more hours in your day to like get on top. And then obviously you bugger up your sleep so the next day it's like oh hello caffeine hello chocolate and then obviously that messes up your sleep even more and then before you know it it's been a week of bad sleep caffeine and you still know it on your to-do list um I, I really want people to understand if this is you that every little action adds up and unfortunately when things do become habitual and to be honest like majority of stuff that we do is habitual I think the statistics show that anything like up to 95% of what we do every single day is habitual so we really got to have that awareness but really know that every little action really does add up you know we know from things like um Slight Edge you know Jeff Olsen his book it, it adds up you're either getting one step closer or one step further away from whatever it is that you're just trying to achieve the lifestyle etc now the problem is in the actual moment it doesn't feel like that little action is making the difference. But over time it does. And these little actions are things like going to bed 10 minutes earlier, that meditation in the morning, the brain dump before bed, um, you know, the highlighting, okay, what are my top three actions that I need to smash today? And they're the ones that I'm going to focus on. The not not rolling on to the next episode of Netflix, you know, watch your one episode and go to bed. Um, mm. The, you know, don't have that fourth cup of coffee. 
maybe just have one today. It's these these little small things that really add up. And one of the things that I always say to my clients is think about your energy fillers. Like what's going to help you like longer term to, to like, what, what do you need? And I was saying this actually to a good friend of mine who's a nutritionist the other day. Like I was so, so tired and the temptation was there to go for that iced coffee and, and go for that sugary snack at 3 p.m. And it was like, oh, no, because I know that actually that's not going to help me. That might help me for the next 20 minutes, but then I'm going to come crashing and burning afterwards. So in the end, I'll have to do like some juices and some fruits and stuff like that because it was like, right, what's going to fill my energy? What is going to help me? That one tiny little action, what, what is going to take me forward kind of thing? So I'd love your listeners to just realise that there's so much power in that one little action and just get them to think about what's going to fill me up with energy, what's going to help, what's going to help there. And would you say, because that's so good, I'm sorry to interrupt, I was actually thinking, I was like, yes, this is so good. <laughs> if someone was listening, would you say that it's it's about consistency as in, I agree with you, I think the little things do make the biggest difference because it's just starting the pattern interrupt you know like I I don't really believe that if someone wants to for example start to increase their energy the first thing we should do is go to an hours gym class I think it's just too much used to it you can almost end up in a bit of state of trauma you end up with doms for a week and then you don't exercise so going for a 20 minute walk is probably a better way to get the body moving so if we use that as like an example you know like this idea of this one thing do you think it's important that they do the same small one thing every day or it's any one thing a day does that make sense yeah I think it really depends on the person because I've had some clients that thrive on structure like I've had some clients that thrive on doing this doing this thing this ritual to top up their energy so for them it might be like an absolute non-negotiable that I have to do blah 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 every single day and that works for them but then likewise, I've also had clients that also almost like rebel against themselves. And the fact that you're like, right, they will much do this every day at 9am. They're like, no, even though it's their own rule and they know yeah. it's going to help them. So I think it really does depend on the person. So you've got to be super honest with yourself. There's no right or wrong answer, but are you a bit of a rebeller or are you someone that thrives on structure? And then you'll probably work it out. But regardless of if you're doing the same thing, or you're doing kind of like a variety of things. Um, I just think so long as you're taking that intentional action of like, right, what is going to top my energy up? What's going to serve me better long term? And like you say, it's that consistency. It's that kind of like more long term. It's that pattern interrupt that is, you've got to you've got to start somewhere because if you're yeah. in that cycle, you've just got to make that tiny little start, and you might as well just do it now. And when you when people do commit to this, because I would say exactly that, like it is the small things, you know, and and something that I personally think is so powerful is like knowing what your non-negotiables are. So, yes, um, I don't necessarily have a certain time to do certain things in the day, but there are certain things that I want to get done each day. Yeah. For example, um, going for a walk. But I wouldn't say that I say it needs to be a 30 minute walk every day. It could be five minutes around my back garden. You know, if I yeah. if I can't go for a full on, you know, 5K walk, I'd be like, do you know, what? I'm just going to do five rings of my lawn. And that's yeah. me getting out and having some fresh air. So there are certain things, like I have a bath every day. That could be a five minute bath. It could be a half an hour bath. It could be me bathing my baby in the bath. But so I don't necessarily have 
specifics around the non-negotiable but there are certain rituals that I like to do like you said they're energy fillers yeah and I have and another one for me is things like my phone my phone is on do not disturb now um when I want time to focus for example I used to have my phone on do not disturb when I slept or I worked now I'll also have it on when I'm watching tv because I was finding that when the tv was on what I was actually doing was whatsapping replying to friends constant buzz 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 eating my dinner trying to watch tv and watching the baby monitor and I was like I'm not really doing anything here. like this is just yeah. a really wild situation of nothingness but chaos at the same time yeah so I I really like what you're saying about these concepts of the small things but they lead you to feeling better if you were to think about that in like a business for someone then in their business or their career what have you seen in the work that you do professionally with people have been some of the biggest impacts of starting to do these little things? And I ask that because if someone is listening and they're like, do you know what? Yeah, all right, fine. I'll do these little things for a month. Nothing will change. And then I'll just slip back or I'll go on holiday and then we'll come back in life. Do you know what I mean? It's very easy to, but what I would really love for people to take from this is kind of that longer term perspective on something like this because diving a bit deeper I think when there's no instant reward it can be very difficult for people to stick to it and whilst we're talking about the the little things which are actually the big things it's easy for people to ignore the little things when they don't see where it's going so I'd love for you to just sort of share some insights as to how you have seen this play out for someone whether it be in their work performance or their personal performance so that people don't instantly think well this isn't working and it's been a month so I'm just going to go back to what I was doing yeah yeah I think some of the things that I've really seen across clients and I I, my clients generally are business owners but they can span anything from like the law industry to the IT industry to the coaching industry. So this is not just like this is only for some and so, but like some of the patterns that I've seen of like what's really worked for them so they don't just like give up after a month. Um, The first one is to have range goals, which you've you've kind of touched on. Like I actually, even though I've got corporate background, I bloody hate smart goals. (laughs) I really think they don't work. Um, If they did, people would have been reaching their goals more. But so... If, you, if you're like a bit of a perfectionist, which I am guilty of, one of the things that I found with myself was that I was very all or nothing. So I either was on the mark or off the mark. So mm. let's say I was aiming for 100 and I did 99. I'd be like, oh, that was terrible, wasn't it? <laughs> it's like, no, you yeah, I'm the same. I, just, so, I was too specific in the S. So one of the things that I say to my clients is have range goals. Like you said, sometimes it's a 30-minute walk. Sometimes it's a five-minute walk. But as long as you do it, it's still yeah. a tick in the box. And it's more about the habit and doing the small things. So one of the things I've found so useful for my clients across all sectors is to have those range goals because you're less likely to give up. You're less likely to have that one, I think, attitude. And then, oh, this isn't working. So it's, it, the range goals can really, really help. And you can literally do that for anything. The second thing that I found really, really useful for my clients is to block out time. Because otherwise, if you say these are the things that I'm going to do to help 
top my energy up, great. But if you're just adding that to a mega long to-do list, you're either going to feel overburdened or you're not going to do it. So I'd say, right, try and block out that time of when you're going to take the breaks or um, yeah, just be present in what you're doing. Like you were saying with the do not disturb on your phone, just just be present, not try and do four things at once. Um, so, oh, yeah, cannot advocate blocking that time enough. And that kind of links as well to planning because in order to block out the time and know when you're going to do it, I would say you need to plan. Um, and then I think the third thing that I would, I've seen work really well for people is just to make things non-negotiable. So whether that's in your personal life or whether that's in your business life, you know, what are those non-negotiables that, without fail happen and again the the range goals can help there because it could be five minutes it could be 30 minutes but that's really going to help you you know manage that time and that energy Mm. um and not kind of be so over strict with it that you quickly give up because you haven't seen the results or whatever it's more of like a lifestyle then and lifestyle obviously can apply to you or or the business lifestyle Mm, I love that range goals I love that okay this is a juicy one I as I have these conversations I always I try and almost take myself out of it and listen as if I'm listening on the podcast if that makes sense Mm. something that I definitely experience myself supporting clients is narratives um, and identities we give ourselves so one thing I'd love to talk to whilst we have you here is if people have a narrative of things like you know I'm just a naturally lazy person or I'm naturally busy you know I'm just a naturally busy person I have to be busy or I'm the organizer or I just like to follow the crowd I'm naturally laid back I'm you know we have these identities we give ourselves which can can sometimes work in or against us when it comes to time and energy if you are someone that is finding themselves in that narrative you know they're they're placing themselves in a box of any of the examples I've given or more how can people start to reframe who they are with time for example one example always comes up for me um Luke is late for everything not not at work he's very organized but if it was in our like personal life he would be on time or five minutes late. I am the opposite. I'm always around 15 minutes early. If I'm on time, that freaks me out. I'm, I'm super beyond punctual. So, and this is just such a superficial example, but just, you know, so we can discuss it. But then, so when it comes to time, I would say I'm quite a good time manager because I I, I work backwards. I make sure I leave on time. I leave, leave yeah. extra time, travel time, blah, blah. Whereas Luke would always just kind of fly by the seat of his pants. So if someone like Luke was listening to this, they might be like, this all sounds well, well and good, Alice, but it's just not me. It's not in my nature to do that. It's not in my nature to plan or to think ahead. Um, so that's just one example. But what what have you done or how do you help people when they're in that headspace? Yeah, oh my God. I think this is so important because one of the things that I always say is that half of the battle with time management actually isn't the battle with the clock or the fact that we've not got enough hours in the day. 
half the battle is what go, goes on inside our heads and the stories that we tell ourselves or the narratives that we've created created or the identity like I'm really big on that because your identity will set your mindset your thought pattern your actions and let's be honest we retake the actions of the person that we feel that we are whether that's subconscious or, or conscious so if you tell yourself I'm a naturally lazy person I'm never on time I'm a procrastinator well that's going to be your reality doesn't matter what top time management tips that I give you that is going to be your yeah. reality so I think that's so important I think for me it's about having that awareness so notice the stories that you're saying to you you know catch your language are you saying things like oh my god there's just not enough hours in the day are you saying things like oh, I can't help it I'm a procrastinator oh I'd love to plan but I'm not naturally a planner like catch yourself what are you saying and then is that helping or is it hindering yeah. <laughs> because if it's hindering you're probably going to want to change it <laughs> um rather than just like accepting that's who you are because we can change we know that from like neuroplasticity we know that we can change so you, number one definitely have that awareness number two just ask yourself like is that helping me or is that hindering and if it's hindering well what's going to be better you know how can you reframe that how can you change it because it if procrastinating is not working for you and I'm going to probably guess it's not or like flying by the seat of your pants or um telling yourself you're naturally lazy or whatever it is that you've told yourself if that's not working for you what can you change like what can you reframe it to and it could be something as really simple as um I am learning how to be on time that's actually something that my client has recently changed her narrative to because she was always late and her sessions were always overrunning. And we worked out, we quantified it, but we worked out what her hourly rate was on her sessions. She was always overrunning by 15 minutes. So then that was like a quarter of her time. And it equated to something like six grand a year that she was losing because she was not keeping to time. So we had to change that story of, oh God, you know, I just find it so hard to keep to time. So okay well I think like you said earlier you know you don't just suddenly like go from zero to hero and you okay well, well let's change that that's not helping you it's hindering you so what's the new story okay well the new story is I am learning to be someone that can keep to time it's, it, it, and she was like okay well, I can own that for a little bit and then obviously now that's her identity okay maybe day one she wasn't boom on time for everything <laughs> but it slowly she's now started to change her story which means she started to change her actions and now she is starting to be that person who is on time and it's just got to start that that one place I love that though the idea of how we change the statement you know so rather than it going from I'm always late I'm always on time you know I'm learning to be on time or I'm learning to plan ahead I'm learning to enjoy planning I really really like those as mantras actually is there anything that you do yourself that you find really helpful when it comes to energy management or time management? Yeah, I think my biggest one is planning. And that can apply to your time management and your energy management. But for me, that's really, really critical because I think we don't take ownership enough or like control or responsibility enough of our time and energy. And a lot of the time, especially in business, 
we're very reactive to things and we're not proactive enough. So we're very reactive to the pings and the emails and the client requests and the demands and whatever. And we're not proactive enough. So then we're just kind of maybe draining ourselves all the time or, you know, the day runs away with us and we're like, oh God, it's five o'clock. I still didn't get blah, blah, blah done, but I've just been busy all day. What's going on? So uh, for me, I'd say the biggest thing that I do that, that I know works for me, works for my clients is just planning. So plan ahead, look at your time, but also look at your energy as well. So this is why the two are so important to blend because time management would say, okay, well, if I've got all this work to do tomorrow, you know, I'll do this at eight, this at seven, this, you know, and you've got suddenly a back-to-back day. Well, yeah, from a time management perspective, that's going to be a good productive day because you've, you've allocated all these time slots from an energy perspective that might not be a good day because you're probably going to get a 3 p.m energy slump and then that goes back to like that coffee and sugar thing we were talking about earlier but if you know that you need to have breaks or you're prone to a 3 p.m energy slump then you can plan that in and I did actually have a client where we did this um energy management audit and she didn't realize this but seriously like clockwork bang on 4 p.m her energy took a nosedive now, unfortunately, she was in a corporate nine to five, so she nothing really she could do around that. So we just rejigged her diary around a little bit. So she made sure all her meetings were done by four. And that last hour of the day at work, four to five, that's when she did like the easy admin, filing, you know, nothing critical thinking, emails, you know, stuff like that. And it, it was a game changer for her. And now she can plan her day and her work around it so she's not getting to 5 p.m absolutely dead to the world because she's managed her time and her energy around it so I definitely think as a place to start planning and do you plan your personal life as well as your business you know absolutely so if someone was to think about like practically how you do that then do you do it on your phone calendar do you get like a printout what is it that you're what are you planning I know that sounds like a bit of a random question, but what is it that you're planning? Do you see what I mean? Yeah, yeah. and in all honesty, I plan everything. Now, okay, maybe that's a bit of an over-exaggeration. I plan everything that's important to me. Now, everyone's different. Um, so Sam, obviously, like you've got a little, little baby. I don't. Um, so your planning is going to look so different to mine. And what's important to you is going to be very different from me. But I'd say to people, like, just plan what's important to you so just to give you like real life examples things that are important to me things that are non-negotiables for me um regular exercise my morning ritual to get me going for the day I'm not naturally a morning person my personal development like absolutely love reading books and devouring podcasts um I've deliberately now moved to Cambodia to spend a bit more quality time with my mum so I plan at least one something with her a week in to, to do together um I'm learning Spanish and Japanese that gets planned in because otherwise that just goes on the to-do list and we'll never get done so these are the kind of things that I would plan in and a bit like what you said earlier there's not like a set time of like I do the same thing week in week out day in day out it's more just like a structure you know it might be I do it at one o'clock Sundays and 10 o'clock at some other days um so I just I plan everything that is important to me because if it's a priority you've got a plan you've got to make time for it for your time and your energy your business and your personal life 
And do you then like micro plan? What I mean by that is I can imagine people then go, right, Monday, 9 to 11 oh. is business time. Yeah. But then it's like, that's just very general business time. But then when it gets to 9 to 11, they don't really know what they're doing because they just spend their time scrolling. So do you, yeah. are you prescript? So let, for example, if someone's listening to this and they have a business, are you as specific as right on a Monday between these times I'm going to post between these times I'm going to record a podcast between these times or do you have like for me for example I have a to-do list like a working to-do list that I write on a Sunday night a bit like what you're saying of all my priorities and it could be all sorts booking a dentist appointment you know whatever business stuff replying to a client I write this big long list and then I have set times each day that I work on that list but I don't have specific you know eight till nine is this thing on the list it's just this is my time to break down the list but so that's my example for you with your planning do you have a way to make sure that when you are blocking in this time let's say learning Spanish and Japanese would you then say right now is Spanish time now is Japanese time business it's like now it's email marketing now it's this do you see what I mean yeah so I'm personally a big fan of time blocking so that I know I have enough hours in the day or in the week to actually do it um and I discovered this when I was working in corporate because I was just about to go on holiday and it was like that you know that rush before you go on holiday you're like oh my god I'm taking two weeks off and the out of office is about to go on so I need to like get everything done and I wrote this long to-do list and I just had this feeling I was like I feel like there's too much to do on that list and I've actually got hours in the day so I just did a real rough calculation of like send report yeah 20 minutes uh speak to Janet you know 20 minutes and I just kind of told it up and it was two days worth of work that I was trying to cram in a day you know like that ain't happening (laughs) so then I yeah and then obviously it goes back to that energy management of like it's just not gonna happen (laughs) so then I started time block so then I could actually see could I really try and squeeze that meeting in or that deadline in this week because I'd blocked out and allocated time so for example like you just said Tuesday 9 till 10 blah 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 you know 10 to 11 the next thing however because I also believe in energy management I do allow some for some flexibility in it so what I mean by that is let's say it's got to Tuesday 9am and you've time blocked an hour for creative thinking social media content planning your next launch or whatever and for some reason, you didn't sleep well that night or you've had an argument with your partner in the morning, your energy's off or whatever. You get to nine o'clock. Time management will be like, right, well, it's nine o'clock. You said you're going to get on with that. No procrastination. But if your energy is not there and you genuinely think, actually, I'm better off doing something else in replace of that and switching that for, an, for another thing, then I'd say do that. So... And this is why the time booking mm. helps because it's almost like a jigsaw or like yeah. Tetris <laughs> where you're like moving it's good stuff though, about to kind of saying, make it fit. Yeah, because if you're then saying, for example, if someone's like, right, I don't have the creative headspace for this hour um, to record a podcast, I'm going to swap that for my four hour 
plan for blah blah even though you've blocked it you would know that's not feasible because you've got one hour you're not going to get four so it's then making sure that what you are allowing flexibility for that makes complete sense though because even in my head visually I can see how that works for someone yeah it would be impossible if you're like right I'm going to do my food shop let's say that takes you two hours including travel time you're like oh I don't fancy doing that I'll do that in my half an hour walk not going to happen yeah and the problem is we try to squeeze stuff in mm. all of us have eyes bigger than our belly when it comes to time and we try to squeeze something in and then we end up running late so then she's like the next meeting back or we're frantic or we're screwing because the tesco lady's taking too long to pack so you're like ah! yeah. <laughs> it's like well actually it's your fault because you try to squeeze a two-hour shot into an hour slot um, and this is why we're like constantly frantic and juggling lots of balls and stuff. So yeah, I think it's time block, but also just have that flexibility to like move the pieces about. Yeah, I think that's so good though, because it just gives people, I like the idea of it being about awareness as well. You know, like everybody's yeah. version of that thing will be, will take them a different amount of time, but then be realistic with yourself when it comes to that. So, all right, perfect. Right, my final question someone started to do this you know started to really look at this type of work you know whether it is the time blocking and also the energy fillers you know they're probably the two biggest things that people be like you know actually that's really good I want to make sure that I'm giving myself the allotted time it takes so I don't constantly feel on the back foot but I also need to manage my energy you know penciling breaks someone's starting to do these things which is good and then we get ill or we go on holiday or, or we get injured and we can't then do the things that we were doing, let's say, to bring us our energy or be productive. And we almost fall off the slope, which is just life. This is why I wanted this as a question. You know, life happens. You know, you, you might, um, your car might break down. So then your time is less because you've got to walk or get the bus or whatever. So let's say something in life takes over and it, it monopolizes either your time or your energy. What can someone do to then get back on the horse, shall we say, and, and 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 not feel disheartened about the fact that they were doing really well, but it was all going well, but, you know. Yeah, that's so true, isn't it? Because I think that's one of my problems with time management is that it is great until life throws a curveball and puts a, like a spanner in the works we plan. Um, the first thing is probably just not to make excuses and I don't mean that in a really horrible way I mean that in an empowering way so just do what you can um this might be a little bit grim but (laughs) so I'm obviously even in Cambodia at the moment I've got as soon as I got here got bitten by a mosquito and unfortunately it got infected on my foot I couldn't wear shoes for three weeks so I couldn't go to the gym and now, it'd be easy to then go, well, I can't wear trainers, I can't wear shoes, I'm, I can't go to the gym, so I just buy an exercise. But I know that exercise is one of my lifelines. It keeps me mentally sane, and from an energy perspective, I know it's one of my biggest fillers. So, okay, well, I can't wear shoes, so what can I do? Well, I can still do a bit of Pilates and a few air squats in my front patio, and I can still still walk around my sort of like garden area shoeless um so it was like okay well what can I do and I think that's really really important and this is why I said you know don't make excuses but I mean that in an empowering way like take control see what you can do um I love that 
it's about letting go of the perfectionism, which, you know, as I said, that I, I know I call myself a recovering perfectionist. It's getting rid of that all or nothing thinking of like, well, you know, in the mornings, I have to have this morning ritual, but I can't at the moment because it's some holidays and the kids are off and they're going to interrupt. So I just won't bother. I won't do it at all. Um, and that tends to be what we do. And then that then becomes our downfall. So whether that's sparing the work is like illness, your in-laws come to stay, kids summer holidays, infected foot, <laughs> um, whatever. It's it, it can easily become an excuse and get in our way. But just, yeah, just drop the all enough of thinking to see what, what you can do. Oh my God, I absolutely love that. Even if I think about that with myself, you know, life is very, very different now. Um, what can I do? Because there's always yeah. going to be something we can't do. That's just life, isn't it? And I think that's why I asked that because, you know, even when people are listening to this, they might be making dinner, they might be driving home, they might be creating content whilst they consume. They are always doing more than one thing. Um, and a lot of the time life does get in the way. Oh, that's how we see it. If we stop and say, well, what can I do? I only have five minutes, not 15. I think that's such a good way to stop us then wasting the time that we do have. Yeah, I think absolutely. That's yeah, often we procrastinate because of that. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a trap. Like, oh, I should have been able to have this amount of time. I don't. So fuck it, I'll just scroll. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And then we just beat ourselves up even more because it gets to the end of the day. And we're like, oh, God, another day went that went by that I didn't go to the gym or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Oh, I absolutely love that. Is there anything you would add, you know, for someone that if, if they listen to this from a time or an energy perspective that you want people to really walk away from, walk away with? If this is new, because what I get a lot of time of time is that people go, oh my God, this makes so much sense. <laughs> and they've like now seen that time management isn't just about managing time. And they're like, oh my God, yeah, this makes sense. And then they're like, now what? <laughs> um, so I, my my last thing I'd like just to like really help people make this practical so it's not just like oh isn't that like lofty and aspirational so make it really practical for you is to know what your energy drainers and fillers are because everyone is different um for example I hate cleaning <laughs> absolutely detest cleaning I've got a mate who loves it like she'll she'll like you know whatsapp and pictures of her brand new mop like she absolutely <laughs> she's like that for me would be a drainer it's a filler for her whereas I like to meditate and journal and she's like oh god no everyone's different so you've got to have that awareness like we said earlier you've got to have that awareness and know what your energy drains and fillers are and also that I don't just mean that from a uh enjoyable experience perspective i.e oh i'm feeling a little bit drained oh, i know massages and going to the gym helps so i'm going to do that but i also mean it from like your business and your tasks so i love content creation i love coaching i love doing things like this like podcasts and guest talks and stuff this fills me up this is makes me buzzy whatever time of day it is oh, oh give me 20 minutes of admin and accounts though <laughs> That's like, oh, that will send me asleep. So I would rather do five hours of podcasting versus 20 hours of admin. So again, it's not just about the time, but it's about the energy. It's like the energy, is it filling you or is it draining you? So the last thing that I'd like to just, I suppose, encourage people, remind people, empower people with is just, you know, notice what works for you. You know, what fills you up with energy, what depletes you of energy and, and take it from there. And actually take the time to work that out. Because a lot of people would rush that as well. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I love that. And I'm going to leave your 
Instagram so that people can. So, in the sh- if you are listening to this and you're multitasking, you'll just have to come back to the episode because it will be in the show notes. And then people can, <laughs> people can then click there and then everything's there. You know, your website, what you do, yeah. You people, yeah, okay. Just then it's like one centralized place. Yes, yeah. And I'm an Instagram girl as well, like you. So I'm always hanging out there. <laughs> and thank you so much for spending your time with us. Honestly, I love that it's practical, but also purposeful. You know, this type of conversation, I think sometimes can fall short because people say that they don't have the time or mm. they don't feel good. But I, I, I really enjoy that we've kind of almost looked at it from that perspective, you know, so uh, thank you. Oh, no, thank you so much for having me. I've loved it. And I hope you've enjoyed another mini masterclass, everyone. And I will see you very soon. Bye for now, Alice.